Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm going to be on the show. I'm going to be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh, my God. The moral is, you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas from Good Pop, Bad Pop with TNM. You've gone down to your stocking and you've pulled out, if you're good, a new podcast. And if you're bad, also the same podcast. But in this scenario, they're playing it against your will. Ah, I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas, Sam. How are you doing? Oh, great. Merry Christmas to you. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. We're at that special time of the year where... You've done all your family commitments, mm-hmm. and you have a, you've survived, mm-hmm. and then you have a house full of leftovers and new toys to play with. Oh yeah, and media to consume. Yes. Um, this week we've got a special festive themed episode. We're going to call it TNM Stocking Stuffers because we've had a little time off recently, and as a result, watched a lot of TV, um, played some games as well. So we're going to give you probably dozen micro reviews a dozen give or take i've got quite a few Ah. i have a page full of notes i have like two all right (laughs) teas stocking stuffers then (laughs) (laughs) um and we have a a few festive themes you've got a christmas review for us i do i do i have a christmas movie to review for you all today and t's going to give you his top five all-time tv christmas moments awesome yep you don't seem enthused by that. I've eaten a lot of pavlova. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had so much leftover turkey. All right. Um, so we're going to split this up into three segments. Movies, TV, and video games. The three okay. prongs of this tripod of content. Fantastic. Before we do, want to do our Christmas content? Sure. All right. So I've been thinking about this all week, and I've been polling my friends. But here is my top five Christmas moments on TV or movies for me. All right. At number five, Futurama. Mm -hmm. Santa Bot. Okay. Right. Now, if you you don't watch Futurama, so you don't know what I'm talking about. So they created a robot to act as the role of Santa Mm -hmm. to decide who's naughty and nice. Mm -hmm. But they got the settings wrong. So everyone's naughty. And every year he comes to town and tries to murder everybody. Cool. And there was multiple episodes about this. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like, Santa Claus is coming to town, but it was like, Santa Claus is gunning you down. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was good times. That yeah. fun. At number four, I've got numerous um, Santa appearances on South Park. Mm-hmm. But the best one is an episode called Red Sleigh Down, which yeah. is sort of like a Black Hawk Down episode, but it was Santa mm-hmm. on a sleigh. And Santa gets captured and tortured, and he's, he gets um, his testicles electrocuted. Bummer. Yeah, so there's this great line, ho, 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 not Santa's balls. <laughs> and I don't know. I loved it. Um, what else I got? Home Alone 2. Yeah. Coming in at number three. Mm-hmm. Throwing bricks off the fifth story building yeah. at people. At, uh, would have been, is it Daniel Stern? Anyway, Joe Pesci's buddy. Mm-hmm. And that was funny. And I loved that movie as a kid. But, like, in reality, Marv's dead. Like, he took a brick to the head. He's in yeah. a coma. Like. I He's thought doing great. Yeah, you know, I thought a brick to the head would not be as problematic, but that that's a terrible lesson. Mm. Anyway, I thought of that the other day. Coming at number two, a new one. We watched Gremlins the other day. <laughs> oh, did we ever? Yeah, I've never seen Gremlins. It turns out I, I'd pieced together most of it from the Gremlins ride at Movie World. Mm. So this was news to me. But they had a stellar Christmas moment. There was a, a the girl character. I don't know. Don't know her name. But she hates Christmas, hates it, hates it, and explains to the his buddy, um, her buddy, that the reason she hates Christmas is one year her dad went missing on Christmas, and after a terrible smell started emanating from the chimney, they found the body of their dad in the chimney. It was going to surprise them and got stuck halfway and died. Yeah. And this made no sense in the context of the movie and was never sort of alluded to again and was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was very weird. Yeah, and this is 80 Spielberg. That whole movie was very strange. Yeah. And that lead guy, um, oh, what did I say he looked like? He looked like the love child of... Um, Sestero and... 
someone else. Yeah. That would have been a great joke if I'd prepared it properly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. And uh, number one, the obvious, the best choice. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Mm. Read by Alan Rickman in everyone's favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Mm. That's my top five Christmas oh, moments. Very nice. Yeah. Do you have any Christmas moments? One of my favorites is the um, Christmas episode on Invader Zim. That's a good one. What happens to that one? I can't remember, but I remember I enjoyed it. You know, Merry Jingly. He um, dresses up as Santa and has all these other robot Santas and, you know, general Zim stuff. Tries to take over the world. Doesn't work very well. It's very good. It really does for him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to start with TV, video games, or movies? Let's start with TV. All right. TV, this week, what have we watched? Let's start with... I've got quite a list. So before we do the micro-reviews, we like to marathon old stuff at Christmas as well. So at the moment, what am I hitting? I'm hitting Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. I've never seen early Seinfeld, so I've been watching that. Plus, I've never seen the Festivus episode. I know everything about it. I've just not seen that specific episode. That's very unfortunate. You need to get on to that. Well, I'm season two, going along. But Mm -hmm. the big one is The O.C. Yes. Merry Christmas card to everybody. Yep, Christmas card. So if you never watched the OC, I don't know. It's just amazing. I, I can't articulate it. But anyway, where we were watching that halfway through first season. Mm-hmm. Yep, good stuff. And of the new stuff, what did we watch? We finished Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Let's start there. Season two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, and I know you are, we reviewed the first season a few months ago, and we loved it. Loved uh, it. Um, big contender for my show of the year. For me, and won a bunch of awards. What did you think of season two? Season two definitely uh, lived up to the hype of the first season. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I like that they pushed the character a bit more. They've expanded the story a little bit more to see. All right, well, you know, we've seen the start of her comedy career. Like, how do you get it moving? What happens next? What's a single lady to do in New York with pushy Jewish parents? Um, so they did a really good job of following it up and following it through with this second season, and I am very excited for another one. Hmm. I quite liked it. It was um, They've realized they've got a stellar ensemble cast. Oh, do they ever. And it's not just Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. They've got um, all the supports are getting their own plot lines and stuff yeah. too because they're all crushing it, especially her parents. Um, they've mm. got Maisel's mother, Mrs. Maisel's mother, <laughs> having a midlife crisis. they got the... Dad having a career change, decisions and stuff, and all sorts of plot lines, and it's all hilarious. And it just they let all these characters breathe, mm. and it works. Um, it's just such excellent writing; like everything is so well written and so well delivered, and you don't often get both in one nice gift wrapped package like hmm. that. So it's uh, yeah, very good. Glad to see that um, it still kept rolling on for season two. Yeah, so. If you've liked the first one, obviously, watch the second one. Good it didn't, show. Yeah, it didn't blow me away as much as the first season, because the first season was, season was all new and exciting. But if the first season was a 9.5 out of 10, this season is like an 8.5 to me. It's really good. Hmm, I'd give it 9 or 10. Okay. Um, I'm just noticing, I'm watching a lot of Jewish comedy. <laughs> Seinfeld, OC, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's where all the best comedy comes yeah. from. Oh, I'm starting to realise I have a comedy type. Um... The other show we wrapped up this week was AP Bio. Oh, yeah, we did finish watching that. Starring, I'm going to call him Dennis from um, Always Sunny. Well researched, so today, yeah. Um, We mentioned this briefly. The plot line is he got ousted for, he's a philosophy, wannabe philosophy professor at Stanford, Mm. and he got outed by a colleague of his, and as, um, as in his colleague took the job, and he spends a whole season teaching biology in a, What's the town? Wyoming? No. Somewhere. And spends the whole season just plotting to get revenge over really petty stuff on his former colleague and comedy in shoes. Um, it's pretty funny. It was a bit one note. Mm. But if you like the Dennis archetype of character, you'll probably love the show. Plus the, uh, I can't remember her name, but the one of the female students in the class is hilarious with the glasses. I really like her. Yeah, all the ensemble characters are um, the kids in the class, mm. all working on stuff. Pretty funny. Yeah. And oh, who's the principal? It's um, Patton Oswald. 
Patton Oswalt's in too. Um, so we'll see what second season turns into, if they're even making it, because it's made by Lorne, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lorne yeah. Michaels. So you, you know the comedy heritage from his SNL roots. Yeah. So It was a really funny show. I did like it. Hmm. Even if it was a bit same Sammy in terms of not a whole lot of development plot-wise for a good 80% of it, uh, I still liked it and thought it was a great comedy show. Hmm. Um, what else did we watch? That's all I had for TV. Did you watch any other TV recently, Em? Not any other TV, no. Cool, TV. Nice and easy. Watch Mrs. Maisel too. Yeah. And watch EOC. Just, I don't know, just do it. Um, let's do video games next. Video games. Uh, I'll start. I have finished Red Dead Redemption 2. At last. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, cool review. Yeah. I mean, uh, at this point, there's no point in reviewing it. It's a good game. You know it's a good game. It was game of the year or runner-up game of the year for everyone. It's very good. Mm. Um, after all the hours I've sunk into it, all my gripes are very petty at this point yeah. regarding pacing at the end of the game, but it's mm. all very spoiler-heavy, so I can't talk about it too much. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of underutilized assets and land, so if you've mm. even dabbled with it, you know what I'm talking about. There's just places you'd like to go, um, and they don't let you until very late in the game. So once I wrapped up the story and the credits rolled, I'm like, oh, I should go do all these cool odds and ends, and then I made the decision, no, I watched it all on YouTube, took the disc out. All right. This broke my heart a bit, because I have platinumed Grand Theft Auto 3. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto 4, mm-hmm. Red Dead 1, mm-hmm. uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, mm-hmm. 100% of them. And that's that's ours. So this will be the first of the big open world Rockstar games I haven't platinumed oh dear. since they started going 3D open world. So it's hurt a bit. Nah. <laughs> Still, very good game. Quite an adventure. Mm. Hmm. Uh, what else have I bought? I jump back into Spider-Man a bit. Yeah. I got the DLC, the DLC yes. as I you've heard me complain about how much, like, how there was DLC right away. But the um, season pass went on sale, grabbed that, and there's mm-hmm. three parts of um, the city that never sleeps. So I zipped through all them. It was about oh, three hours in each piece. It's probably it looked about... very boring. <laughs> yeah. I was so... like, which DLC are you playing? Oh, a different one? Because this looks exactly the same. So... Here's the thing with Spider-Man. It becomes a bit of a chore after a while. Mm. It's all a bit samey. The set pieces are too far between, and it's all just go to the room, kill 100 dudes. There's a few more dudes. And there was more, too much of that, not enough big open scale stuff. Yeah. Now, the DLC comes out. There was no set pieces. There was a couple boss fights, but no like set pieces where you're flinging trains around the town or following a helicopter doing crazy stuff it just yeah i don't know what they were doing it was very lazy created dlc yeah there's tons of dialogue tons of character stuff and Mm. new story but i feel i neglected the gameplay i I cranked the difficulty down just to power through yeah so yeah can't recommend the spider-man dlc it's a bit disappointing it's disappointing hmm um my little sister one of my presents got me a copy of Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. You'll be delighted to know. Fuck, I hate Call of Duty. <laughs> it's a stupid game. Um, so I've been Anyone dab- who plays it, I think less of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I've been dabbling with that a bit recently. Um, the the I haven't played one in 10 years, and the, the form has evolved quite a bit, as you'd imagine. Mm. Uh, jumped into, they got these zombie, like co-op split screen zombie stuff. Plus the standard multiplayer, plus a new battle royale, which everyone's doing, which I've been fooling around with. Mm. Um, I'm too rusty. I can't review it properly yet because I suck. I've played a few blackout levels and I haven't fired a shot yet. First time I didn't even get a gun. I just landed and there's a guy chasing me with a knife. It was very Benny Hill. <laughs> and he like chased me into this house, hid in a bathroom, but he found me and Damn. I didn't know the buttons. So he just stabbed me. I played a couple of matches with you on it against some bots because I'm not playing against people. I know what kind of people play this game and I don't want to talk to them. So I opted to not do that and play against bots. And it's yeah, it's just lame. I know I'm not someone who's normally into FPS games, so my opinion means very little. Uh, but it's just, I just don't 
like those games. And it's also more that uh, there's a very particular kind of person who plays... Yeah, 12-year-olds. Not just, no, not just 12-year-olds, but like adult men who play Call of Duty and only play Call of Duty. And they get like super hardcore and weird about it. And I just don't like those people at all. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be unplugging the mic for some of those. Mm-hmm. But you can play solo where you don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah, but... It needs to be a good game to that. I just find no, it very, true. very droll. Yeah, and boring. Um, but man, all this stuff has evolved from back in my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I'm dabbling with that. I really want to get into the blackout stuff. Hopefully, I'll fire a bullet. Soon. I enjoyed the character that I played though. She had like a rad pink mohawk situation. Oh, the yep, yep. Yeah, she was one cool. of the one of the specialists. Mm. See, the specialist. There's classes now. It's like an RPG. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> it still right. just looks and feels the same to me. But so, again, nuances are wasted on me, so. So stay tuned for T struggling through. <laughs> like, I've literally not fired a bullet <laughs> in um, Blackout yet. I played like three matches. I got to top 20 in one. Didn't fire a bullet. <laughs> That's because you ran away. <laughs> no, no, I, I ran towards the circle. I spent like whole 15 minute game just sprinting to a circle first i was going slow because i was in the open and didn't want to get shot and then the big blue wall creeps up on you and i'm like just running like oh shit oh shit oh shit and yeah didn't go well Mm. anyway um finally we hit some couch co-op for overcooked 2 yes we did you may have seen it on um twitch we were twitching that for a little bit i'll probably do some more of it later because it's a, a fun one to watch if you just throw yourself in the game and Hope for the best, and you yell a lot. It's good times. Yeah, and funny side note, we're not actually yelling about the game. We're just in the kitchen yelling at each other mm-hmm. like we normally would. Yeah. I mean, M keeps burning rice. It's frustrating. I don't know why you got to keep falling off the conveyor belts in our kitchen. I mean, how hard is it? I've been hit by a car. I was in a wheelchair recovering from an injury. I lost my sushi when I got hit by that car. But yeah, so if you've never played an Overcooked, <laughs> um, top-down two to four players and you're in a kitchen and each kitchen has uh, difficulties it could yeah. be in the middle of a motorway it could be on a boat it could be in a volcano we're in a hot air balloon that then turned into an underwater restaurant yeah in the same city and we're like what's happening where'd our oven go <laughs> so you've got to manage the kitchen cook the foods get the orders out and you know get points and get the correct orders out in a timely fashion and yeah it's good good fun it's on it's multi-platform and there's a terrible puns in it which are great (laughs) it's a real um gap in couch co-op games which everyone complains about all the time there's just not enough of them um so yeah overcooked 2 is out if you've got some friends over and you don't have a switch (laughs) that's the game (laughs) i would recommend yeah uh comparing it to the first one though i do like how they've now got a couple of more things that you can make which is um good and bad really (laughs) Oh my god, if I ever have to make sushi again, I'm gonna. Straight away, they're throwing the deep end, like, here you go, make these three different kinds of sushi. And you're like, but this is level one, help. <laughs> what do I do? I forget. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what the main story is. What's that cookie man want and his dog? I don't know. What's going on? Oh, there's a. There's the like situation a... is there's something happening with the unbred. Yeah, it's like bread zombies and like quick go. I don't know. The. Which you never a... actually see. You're only ever in a kitchen, so it's all very confusing. Yeah, it's a weird premise to add to a story mode. Mm. It's sort of there, and the Onion King tells us what to do. Uh, it's. I, I don't thought know. it was a cookie. That's an Onion King. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Just like, let me in the kitchen, get out of the way, Onion a Cookie man. King? This isn't Adventure Time. Mm. No. Onions for the king. Because he makes you cry. Is that why it is? That's yeah, possible. Why is an onion and a dog? That's what I want to know. I don't think dogs eat onions. That's just safe. That's true. In the land of food. Like, you couldn't have a bread king. A dog would be all over that. That's a good point. Hmm. Like, if you were a food land and you were royalty, what food would you be to um, have respect, be able to dominate your kingdom? Hard candy? Hard candy. Like, no one fucks around with hard candy. Is there a peppermint princess in Adventure Time? Probably. I don't know. Peppermint someone? She's dumb. I don't watch it. You do too. Because you make me, <laughs> and I have never enjoyed it once. It is nonsensical, it has no logic, and I'm going to argue about this at another time. Lemon Hope is your spirit animal. Lemon Hope is creepy, and I hate him. <laughs> or Lemon Grab. I forget. That show's oh, weird. Look, All right. Cool. Um, 
So yeah, couch co-op. I'm going to try and rip you into some couch co-op for um, COD. Play some zombies. Ugh. I'll play it. There's a story in zombies. Is there? Uh, sort of. I don't know, this game's weird. So there's no single player to it, Call of Duty, but there's lots of cutscenes all over the place. And it's, See, it's dumb. you got all these backgrounds where you have to get all the history of the specialists, and it's so, so unusual. But anyway, so that's, um, that's that. Um, any other games? Um, no. no. All no right. I've got a big catalogue I still need to get to, but I've just been busy. Yeah. Eating. I've, I've made some purchases. I've got, um, I picked up Divinity 2. I picked mm. up, I want to pick up Park Attack, which is like a yeah. indie roller coaster tycoon style I game. I want to play the Jurassic one. Um, it was on sale this week on Steam, I think. Damn it. Well, probably still is. I don't know. Have a look. Yeah, I will. Uh, what was the other thing? A lot of good sales on it, Steam. I got an email saying like 13 of the games on your watch list are on sale. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> and I got a copy of Persona 5. Mm. That I want to play. Yes. Now that I've squared away Red Dead and um, Spider-Man, I might give that a go soon. All right. Well, you might give it a go. Do you want to play that one? It's turn-based. Probably Ooh, more I your like thing. turn-based. I hate putting in effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just... It's too hot. <laughs> give me turn-based games. Why are we playing a kitchen game in this heat? Ah, oh, nonsensical. We... It's um all a malicious advertising campaign. We We burnt a kitchen down trying to make burgers and then we went and made actual burgers <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> so it worked i'm so, so hungry like, they're sponsored by like hungry jacks or something i don't know i think speaking of sponsorship mm. slight tangent now that we'll, we'll move into movies oh i think i said we got a sponsor i got so excited no no no. if someone would like to sponsor us, yeah if you'd like to sponsor us oh i'd like to my new toys i'd like to review i've got some sony headphones and an alexa oh, yes. oh yeah alexa what's the time she what? works really well. Yeah, that's going well. <laughs> Alexa, what's the time? The time is 4.01pm. There you go. Now that's... everyone knows what time we record. Yeah, techno- oh, wait. The, the future is here. Important things. She's very good for very informative information. Alexa, open the box of cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is... Stella Radio. Alexa, stop. <laughs> there, keep going. Half the fun of an Alexa is arguing with it. So, as you can see, very informative information, and that's my favorite function of it. It's pretty great. We're um becoming an Alexa household. We have little Echo Dots in a lot of the rooms now, mm. and um, thus far, it's for timers and shopping lists. But we hope it hits Google level with asking at random crap. I really like that concept. Mm. Yeah. Um, Anyway, tech reviews. We'll move. We're not doing that this episode. Moving into movies and other movie-related paraphernalia. Yes, yes. We have a lot today, so it's good we left it last. So I'm going to start with one we haven't watched yet, no. but that I've been reading a little bit about. Do go on. Um, Sandra Bullock in, ah, what's it called? Bird, Bird Box. Bird Box. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch that. Right. So regardless of any hype regarding it, mm-hmm. everyone started noticing there's been a real influx of bird box memes and there's a conspiracy theory around that netflix has been planting all the hype regarding this movie so the movie drops and all of a sudden there's memes everywhere about because the premise of this movie is you're blindfolded for well i haven't seen the movie i don't know why it's a quiet place with eyes yeah quiet eyes (laughs) eyes wide shut let's watch that um no (laughs) but everyone thinks Netflix has paid a bunch of influencers and people just to circulate memes about it and to get everyone talking about it. That's the way of the future. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's that's genius, one. And two, I'm a bit concerned. Memes are pure and sponsored memes, is that where we're going? Sponsored ads is bad enough. Look, I can't even be mad about it. (laughs) I mean, my God. So keep an eye out for all these, what's it called? Bird... Bird box. Bird box. Just said it. Yeah, I know. I forgot the second word. I keep thinking birdcage. That's another movie altogether. <laughs> bird yes, box. But yeah, so there's all these memes coming up about it, and yeah, everyone's like, the timing was too instant. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks it was manipulated. Well, maybe, but it's uh, how you market stuff these days. Yeah. All right. Speaking to the big Netflix thing we did watch Ooh. is the new, was it 
they have a Christmas episode or? Well, uh, Black Mirror usually drops. I'm going to talk about Black Mirror. This is Black Mirror. Uh, usually drops around Christmas time. Now this year we didn't get a uh, full season. Instead, we got. Um, a single episode, but what a complicated episode it is because, as you may have seen on our Twitter and everywhere, um, it's the first sort of full feature choose your own adventure TV. And I think just that premise alone is amazing because we, we talked about this briefly uh, a couple of episodes back about how this was rumored to happen and they delivered. And um, yeah, just fascinating to be able to make something like that because we we're trying to work out how they're going to do it. Are they going to have a nap? Because I think there's a uh, the only other one that's on Netflix is a Puss in Boots episode, which is Choose Your Own Adventure. But really? I think that works on an app. Ah. Um, and it just works straight through your TV, unless you've got an Apple TV because you know Apple is dumb. And doesn't it work on Apple TV? No, it doesn't. Oh, work. So what no, a... no Apple TV. Chromecast doesn't always work, and older smart TVs sometimes it doesn't work. Our rubbish fifth gen junk TV even did it. That is true. And Apple um, TV denied. Yeah, so uh, revolutionary, very innovative in terms of where do you push television next? Because you can already get you know TVs, movies at your fingertips whenever you want on demand. So how do you push this further how do you get people more engaged and i think this is a great step forward in doing that so it's a real kick in the crotch for pirates that too because you can you couldn't download this but could you you might be able to i mean like, you could download one version but so they've they've built it into the netflix app into yeah. the ui so it comes up and you use your remote like you'd select you know skip next rewind but it comes up with your options yeah so cool yeah so it's a black mirror episode um and it starts off quite a name pick your serial pick a song you're listening to and mm. then it escalates we won't talk about the plot so if you know anything about black mirror they sort of take a concept and dial it up to 11 yeah basically and... how technology is going to ruin our lives yeah, and what was interesting about this one, it was, the whole concept was free will. So there's someone sitting on a couch watching the show, making the decisions for the character, and the character goes along with it, but after a while they start thinking, am I making these decisions? And it gets yeah. very... It's all about the illusion of free will. And this, this, oh man, this episode is like meta within meta within meta within meta. Like the amount that it goes to, and you're like, huh, wow. And then you're like, wait a minute, what is my life? <laughs> And, uh, uh, yeah, it just gets so crazy. So you will go down a plot line and it'll mm. hit an end, whether a good end, a bad end, or just a, a vague end. Well, look, it's a Black Mirror episode. All ends are bad ends. Yeah. And then this isn't news. <laughs> it'll send you back to make other choices. Yeah, but, so you can go back. But when you go through again, people react as if you've already been through once. It's yeah. very sort of meta. It's very self-aware. Like, there'll be a, a, a scene that starts off... The same as before, mm. and sort of one of the characters would be like, "Oh, we've done this. Let's skip to the, you know." Yeah, yeah. And this would cause trickle-on effects because people behave a little bit different because it's a second or a third lap mm. through, and then different things would happen because of that, leading to completely different endings. Yeah. So you think you're just looping through to get to a different ending, but you actually get sent down another yeah. path altogether, and that was so well executed. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really impressive. So I thought it would just be like a, you know. It'd just dial you back to your last decision and it did to a degree but yeah as you said it sends you down a whole other rabbit hole and um what else I, what i really liked about it is while you're trying to make a decision the characters sort of do that stalling thing like they do in video games like a telltale video game mm. or anything like that where they sort of pause and they'll say something and they pause and it was really surreal seeing that not in a video game I'm like what is happening this is so weird yeah so they they didn't pause screen and be like make decision now it was very sort of <laughs> woven in but um so this in terms of format is fascinating and i think mm. it was executed very well yeah i agree whether so this particular black mirror episode was pretty good and riffed off the choice and free will thing mm. quite well it was mm. just an okay in the black mirror world it was just really noteworthy in how they executed the format yeah it's really hard to ign ignore the technological brilliance of it and look at just the story um, because it's such a big thing to try to overlook and I don't know that I can separate those two I still did enjoy the story um, but I do feel maybe it was a few weak in some points but I don't think it matters I think they've done it good enough for the amount of stuff that they've 
put into for this episode. Uh, I think it's definitely worth watching. So the, the episode is called Bandersnatch. So it's uh, not a biography of that guy from Sherlock, <laughs> as we found out. Um, so <laughs> that's the that's their Christmas sort of uh, episode this year. Not Christmas-based, but just it's out of Christmas. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's like four or five endings, or and there's variations of the endings. And... Yeah, look, I would set aside a good two hours to watch this. On the, the quickest sort of playthrough, you can watch the whole thing in 40 minutes, but I would set aside at I, least two hours. Just doing the math. I spent five hours all five, up. Five, really? Yeah, I went to bed and kept trying to get other endings <laughs> on my phone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a win for Netflix. I spent five hours watching the same episode over and over again to try and mess with the outcomes and the fate of all the characters and that's amazing yeah my concern is everyone's like oh this this is great this is the new thing all the best jokes from this thing have now been already done yeah but i don't think that makes it less enjoyable i mean everything the first time you see it's always going to be the most exciting you said it before Mm. yourself you know season two of marvelous mrs Maisel was great but it wasn't as exciting because it wasn't new for you Mm. so that happens with everything. Uh, but I think those sorts of things will still be just as exciting. And it doesn't mean that now that this technology is available, it doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be done well. So, I mean, you know, if you want to do a comparison, look at how something as detailed as um, Detroit Become Human is compared to Telltale Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there are very variable degrees in which you can um, push this sort of technology. I suppose the joke with this episode was you were meant to replay it and meant to arc Mm. off different things, and they sort of riffed off that knowing you would do that, whereas someone else could make just a straight-up choose-your-own-adventure game, give you an ending, and that's done. You'd have to go back to the start if you wanted to do it differently. This one lets you move around within Mm. the decisions and stuff, and it was just fantastically clever. I had to go to Reddit to look at the final Mm. tree just to work out what was what and see if I'd... I was tempted to start working on one. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and work out all all these branches. And I went and had a look and made sure I'd seen all the endings and all the outcomes, and Mm. I'd seen stuff these people hadn't found by um, certain loops. And Anyway, well worth the Red Hot Go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just... Interesting use of the technology yeah. and has I mean, potential. how can you not? I mean, choose your own TV. I mean, it sells itself, guys. Yeah. Come on, Shit. choose your own adventure. <laughs> we haven't seen that since DVDs. Um, yeah, so significant. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a Black Mirror fan, you're probably already over it, but give that a go. Um, okay, next item on the list. God, I've got on notes the other everywhere. end of the scale, can I talk about my Netflix movie that I watched? Yeah, we're on Netflix, yeah. so tell right. us, what did you watch? On the other end of the um, Quality? innovative <laughs> Netflix programming, I watched uh, The Christmas Prince, A Royal Wedding, this year. Uh, if you've seen A Christmas Prince that came out last year or the year before, um, it's basically exactly the same. So, uh, with, without giving too much away of this very heavy plot. Now, this is what happened with this movie. It is very bad. The Christmas Prince and The Royal Wedding are both very, very bad films. But they're those sorts of movies that people love because they're so terrible. Like, there's drinking games that go with them. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is super C-grade, made-for-TV movie. Uh, People went nuts over Christmas Prince when it came out because everyone was just like, this is fantastic. And I can't remember what the stat was, but it was something like there was 85 people on Netflix who had watched it every single day for three weeks in a row or something like that. What? Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and it's a bad movie. It's a very bad movie. Um, and so <laughs> so this is the this is the sequel, the uh, highly anticipated sequel. Um, pretty much, it's very much like the Princess Diaries, but if you're going to Aldi looking for Princess Diaries, you'd pick <laughs> up A Christmas Prince is pretty much the premise. In of the bargain bin next to the knockoff collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um and the whipper snipper. It's it's not great. Um, so for example, like there's a lot of stuff that they just didn't even bother to check. Like in one of the establishing shots of New York, there's a shot of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, why is Chicago in New York? You, you had one job. <laughs> and um, you know, like there's also a scene where they're um, I can't remember if this is even in the royal wedding or the original, but uh, it's the like, same difference. Um, there's, you know, like she's looking through a magazine and there's a photo of the prince guy. His name's Prince Richard. 
because of course it is. What a dick. Yeah. And um, and the, like the the photo is captioned. <laughs> he as compliment unreserved projecting between had observed pretend delight for believe. So someone just went. Oh, we need a a byline. So they just yeah. hit the middle button on their basically text phone and built words. I'm assuming that's how this. That's that's attention to detail you'd like. <laughs> so uh... I mean, the effort to do that versus actually I know writing in this the saves no time. <laughs> very weird so this is why people love this movie because it's so bad it's like a tween christmas version of the room basically <laughs> <laughs> and um i mean oh, even just the characters themselves like the, the prince i mean you know when you think of a prince you think of a guy who's hot and charismatic and dreamy and but this guy is like a dried up dog turd like he's just so boring he looks like the sort of guy that your dad would set you up with at a country club like he's super yeah. drab dry lifeless um, ugh, yeah, it's just so bad. And so even throughout, you know, the romantic moments of the film, you're just like, why is she making out with a patch of drywall? <laughs> like, what is happening here? And um, it's got other really weird cringy things like, you know, she's from New York and her dad comes over for the preparations of the wedding, the royal wedding. Um, And it's, well, it's just so cringy because, you know, he's this like super New York guy who has a... um. He owns a diner and all that sort of thing. So he's walking the fancy kitchen being like, hey, I'm from New York. I got a diner. And he's just like, what is going on? And they're all going, oh, my. And it's just <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's really terrible to Sounds watch. Sounds like that family guy skit. It's Jack Black as the butler. <laughs> it's like Jack Black like, yeah. And there's like an uptight butler guy like, you don't fit the disposition to be a butler. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much that, but about a diner. Um, the other thing that's really weird that I couldn't even get past in the first movie is that this uh, this fictional place where this prince is from, it's called Aldovia. Um, two problems with this. Firstly, it sounds like a very kind of, uh, you know, Eastern Bloc type name, um, but everyone there speaks in very posh English accents. Proper English. And, and and that may well be because they were overtaken by the British some centuries ago, but it's still very weird. And also, why would it be called, um, what did I say it was called? Aldovia. Wouldn't it then be called, like, New New Britain or whatever? Or New Dover. Yeah, or New Dover or something. Or Ben Dover. I don't know. <laughs> um, and the other thing that's really weird about Aldovia is that even that name is an Aldi version of A Princess Diaries because that fictional place is called Genovia. Like, why is everyone picking these weird kind of, like, Eastern Bloc names for these made-up countries? Avengers are too. Do you think they won't get mad at you? Sokovia Records was the Avengers one. Yeah, so it's very, very weird. Um, Oh, man. So, anyway, the general plot of the the movie is... um, I haven't even talked about the plot yet. It's the least exciting thing about uh, this movie. Don't tell them about the plot. Is it bad enough... To watch and enjoy ironically. If you are drinking, yes. If you can find a copy of any of the drinking games, and there are many, uh, probably sit down with one of those. Um, oh, the other thing that's really weird is the how they keep trying to separate her. They're both from different worlds. Because, um, you know, she generally starts to realize, um, you know, this wedding isn't about us. This is just about royal protocols. Like, oh, wow, how'd you not think of this before, you idiot? Anyway, but they keep being like, you have a blog, you millennial. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty much just because I think she's a writer or something. I don't know. So this is but King she... Ralph for millennials. Yeah, maybe. Have you uh, seen King Ralph? I don't. Oh, know. the entire royal family gets blown up, and John Goodman gets brought in from America to be the king of England. Ah, uh, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah. Um, no, because she marries a prince. Spoilers. Um... <laughs> it's called a royal wedding. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I give it zero stars. <laughs> so where does it rank on American wedding? Bridget Jones wedding. Wait, was there a Bridget Jones wedding? I don't know. What other famous wedding ones are there? There's a lot. But yeah, so not as good as American wedding. I liked American wedding. Anyway. Yeah, no, everyone did. It was amazing. Some people didn't. Um, but anyway, the the point is it's a terrible, but good for drinking. So it's a very good, it's somewhere around Christmas and New Year's and I don't know what date is, but I'm definitely still drunk. I want to watch a movie. <laughs> so it's good for that and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I now have a T flies on a plane and reviews a movie. Fantastic. Yep. Maybe um, a shorter title for that. <laughs> what, what, you're going you're gonna to make an intro segment. Oh, probably. Terry's plane reviews. Um, on planes, they are not plane reviews. 
yep. going. So on the way over, I watched Ant-Man and Wasp. I'm not going to review that because that's old news. But one oh. takeaway, Michelle Pfeiffer is hot. I don't know how old she is now, but my God. <laughs> that's all I had for Ant-Man and Wasp. Right. Um, the other movie I watched on the way back was uh, Black Klansman. Yes. Now, if you're not familiar with Black Klansman, set in 1970s Colorado, starring John David Washington, uh, the first African-American police officer in Colorado at the time, and Adam Driver, who you know who Adam Driver is, Kylo Ren, um, who's a Jewish cop. Now, these guys infiltrate the KKK. Mm-hmm. So Led by? Oh, not up to that bit. Ah, <laughs> come on. Sorry. Um... So we've got a black man and a Jewish man trying to infiltrate the KKK. What could go wrong? Yeah. Dark comedy antics and shoe. So it's semi-based on a true story. And the whole thing is about the the race issues you can imagine. So there's um, black clan meetings. Um, you know, the uh, what do they call them? Black Panthers and stuff, and, you know, black power, black power. And there's the KKK, and they're like, white power, white power. And these cops are infiltrating all the groups to, Mm. you know, just spot any potential problems brewing. Mm. So they infiltrate, stuff happens, um, and it was a pretty good movie. So a little bit educational, a bit fascinating. Mm. Um, And while infiltrating, they meet... Who does he meet? What's his name? David Duke, Mm. who's the... Well, I wrote it down. Grand Wizard of the KKK. KKK is weird, man. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. Um, played by Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah, so Topher Grace playing the Grand Wizard of the KKK. What a range. And this is a simpler time. So he has a radio show. It's like the Jay Jamison podcast in um, Spider-Man where he's just like, mm. you know, just talking matter-of-factly on the radio. It's about slavery and his views on African-American citizens. And it's yeah. so so confronting how horrible the things they say, but they just sort of say it so matter-of-factly. And mm. this was the interesting part for me. So... You all know I listen to The Dollop a lot, and they've done a few episodes on KKK, mm. the history of the KKK, and they've gone through different eras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this movie highlighted sort of the transition. So there's the white mask-wearing, cross-burning, thuggery KKK stuff. And there was also an era of time where they went, well, no, let's all be upstanding citizens and become politicians and senators and sort of try to get someone in the presidency. There was a little time. It I was... hope that stops one day. <laughs> there was, it was just a political movement at the time. And for a while, it was pretty mainstream and normal. Ugh. And this was led by David Duke, who what is, he was in the... He had a crack at the Democratic Party primaries mm. and stuff. And like this was just the way it was happening. So this was fascinating when these guys go undercover with this local Colorado chapter. Mm. And you've got like, man, we're going to get the... One guy's like, man, we're going to get the bombs. We're going to kill everyone. Yeah. And the other guy's like, no, we're not about that anymore. We're not violent. We need to Mm. get our message out, recruit, become politicians. And it was just really fascinating to me. Um, So that rolls on. Movie antics and shoe. And Mm. it was a pretty good movie. Not for everyone. It's very confronting. Oh, yeah. Um, And at the end, they over laid it with a bunch of stuff regarding the Charlottesville thing mm. that happened last year, the Unite the Right rally, and anyway, left Clash of Right, and people died, and it was very sad. And they showed David Duke, mm-hmm. you know, basically talking to a crowd and ramping him up and stuff, because it was really weird, Topher Grace playing the Grand Wizard, and then weird. they showed David Duke, and I'm like, ah, oh, nah, bang on, <laughs> perfectly well cast. Um, also, if you want to hear uh, Topher Grace talk more about preparing and doing that role, uh, he does talk a bit about that in the Topher Grace episode of uh, the Michael Rosenbaum podcast, Inside of You. Um, so that was a good listen, just um, just hearing about Topher Grace and his range of roles that he's played. Uh, good episode. So if you want to hear Venom. <laughs> he talked about that, yeah. He's been the Grandmaster. He's mm-hmm. also been Eric Foreman, everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. He was in A Predator. Guy's done some stuff. Yeah, he's done a lot of very diverse things. Good for him. Hmm. So, interesting movie. Um, see it if those sort of topics interest you. It's like darkly comedic, but there's no jokes. Like, yes. Well, that's funny. black comedy. 
funny situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not even funny situations, just, ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, tug at the collar situations. Um, lastly, I watched some crap movies this week. I mentioned Gremlins. That was a weird movie. I also watched Scooby-Doo because I was reading about how James Gunn wrote that and I was intrigued at all the stoner jokes. So we watched that. So let me know your thoughts on Scooby-Doo. Um, but the big one we watched this week, so it was... The day after Christmas, and we went to the movies, and we were picking what to watch. Now, we're ruined for choice. It's a great movie season. There was, especially even us just focused on the pop culture relevant ones, um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Aquaman, Bumblebee, even... Wait, before you continue, I just remembered what that guy looks like. What is he? So From he... Gremlins? Yeah, so okay. he looks like Greg Sestero and Adam Brody had a baby. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it looks like. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I remembered. We could have seen Creed, Vice, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, unfortunately, we rolled with Holmes and Watson, mm. starring Will Ferrell and um, Mr. Riley. Or is uh, it Watson and Holmes? I can't remember. Either way, we saw Yeah, that. so we watched that. And um, hate's a strong word, and I'm about to use it liberally. I hated this movie. It was bad and I didn't want to dislike it because I love those two together every other movie they've been in I have loved um, and that's the thing like going into a movie with those two in it you're not expecting some Oscar award winning shit you know what you're in for but we didn't even get that yeah and just the supporting cast is great and they were know, really Feral and Riley uh, it's the f- they've been in four movies together mm. And all the other ones are cult classics. You got yeah. Step Brothers, you got um, Ricky Bobby. Um, but this was the first one they did that was not directed by Adam McKay. So mm. maybe Adam McKay is the Feral Riley Whisperer. Maybe. Um, and just everyone knows how these guys work at this point. Yeah. So you have the script, and then you get them to do it again and riff and improv, and then you pick whatever's the funniest. Mm. Kind of, you were telling me the other day, don't they do that for. Brooklyn. Yeah, that's how they make Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, and... Shoot every scene twice. You know, like the Anchorman formula, half those scenes were improv, yeah. and they just picked the funniest ones. They had mm. so many good secondary scenes that they made a whole other yeah, Anchorman true. movie just of the other <laughs> improv scenes. And I don't know who was who was in charge of these guys, but it, they were not left to breathe, and it was not funny. They were a waste of potential. Yeah, and I nearly walked out. Yeah, I nearly walked out, and I never walk out of anything. Um, and like I said, I love these guys, and I really wanted to like it. I'm like, please let this not be so bad. Why is this so bad? Oh, God, it is so bad. Yeah, we're not the people who are going to hate on this. You know, no. I'll, I'll go see most Adam Sandler movies eventually. Um, you know, I'm not, oh, it's trendy to hate on Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell, but... I like what I like, I and I love in... those guys, yeah. and I just couldn't like this movie. Oh, it's really disappointing. So, bad. so, I like to find where they went wrong. Yeah. Like Venom. Um, one, there was a. It wasn't screened for critics, which is a real red flag. Which means they knew it was bad. Mm. Um, sorry, our dog's causing a ruckus. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so it wasn't screened for critics, and which is a bad sort of sign because they don't want any reviewers to ruin all the hype. And so that's a bad sign. Um, it was was directed by Ethan Cohen. Now I looked into this guy, and yeah. he's yeah. got who's a, this guy? He's got a, he's What's got a record. Deal? He's got Tropic Thunder. So he's worked with an improv cast before, or a big mm. star cast. He did one of the Madagascars. He did Men in Black Three, which I thought was good. A lot of people didn't. Well, I thought it was good. <laughs> um, he did Get Hard. So he's worked with Feral before. Remember Get Hard? It was him oh, and Kevin yeah, Hart. That was just alright. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't like. Also, like, I wasn't a big Tropic Thunder fan either. No. I get why people liked it, but I just didn't like it. He did Idiocracy. Okay. Cult, cult yeah. classic. Um, what else did he do? He did a bunch of American Dad and King of the Hill, so he's done some animation stuff. Um, so, Probably I can't blame this guy. I don't uh, know. I'd blame him. I don't like any of those things particularly. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, so very disappointing. And, you know, they do set pieces and they're sort of joking. And then they're like, oh, let's have a musical number. And it was so out of nowhere and awful. Ooh. And I could have yeah. seen Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. Could have seen even Bumblebee's rated higher. And I don't know if that's actually good or not, but it's a Transformers movie. It's going in with a bit of a. That. It's going in with a handicap. 
That's the point. Is Aquaman any good? I haven't even been looking at it. It's sharks in it, so I will not be watching it. That's Can't all. Can't watch one with sharks. All no. right. No, no, no. So, Holmes and Watson, skip. Do not yep. watch. Do yep. not waste time. It's it... been sitting on zero on Rotten Tomatoes for some time, but I sort of brushed that aside and went, "Eh, I'll like it. I love everything." But no, no. Yeah, hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Very bad. There was maybe like two funny bits, but then it's not worth sitting through all of it for those two funny bits. Yeah, there was like two chuckles. I remember, yeah. and that's a low hit rate. Yeah, if you're just doing what I call like the Family Guy approach, where every episode is a solid six out of ten. Because mm. they're not good. They're just 10 short sketches. Mm. And 6 out of 10 of them are funny. Fine. If they just did that, they would have scored higher. Instead, they try yeah. to shoehorn this. Oh, yeah, this is a Sherlock Holmes movie. Like, I did learn... Mm. They've been talking about this movie for a while. It was initially going to be Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell. And Cohen as Holmes. Oh. Ferrell as Watson. Interesting. Um, Judd Apatow was a bit more evolved early on. Okay. But this has been sitting around for 15 years, this movie. So right. it didn't... Yeah. And then I got it pushed out and that's rubbish. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> so don't see that. Um, that's all my movies. You got any more movies for me, Em? Nope. So that wraps up our Christmas Stocking Stuffers episode. Mm-hmm. Coming up, we're going to do a sort of a mini New Year's special in a, yeah. maybe in a week, probably around New Year's. And we're going to talk about our favorite things of the year. Yes, we are. Best movie, best gaming experience, best TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't spend the whole thing talking about God of War, I promise. But it will get mentioned heavily. <laughs> <laughs> no Witcher, though. <laughs> no Witcher. Which is like five years old. You still play it. <laughs> yeah. I started... Anyway. When, <laughs> I've been very good and haven't talked about The Witcher in, like, days. Good job. We can have a drinking game for our podcast. Have a drink every time Terry mentions The Witcher. It'd just be one large volume of alcohol at the start of every episode pretty much yeah yeah all right um so we'll talk about our best stuff and usher into the new year make some media resolutions maybe we can uh, also have a bit of a chat about some trailers for movies coming in the next year what we're looking forward to yeah yeah let's do it cool so what are our socials am you can send us a tweet on twitter at goodpop underscore badpop you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash Good Pop Bad Pop podcast. Uh, and we're also Good Pop Bad Pop on Twitch if you want to see us play more Overcooked throughout the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, prepare for swearing and a oh, lot of dropping dishes. Tea failing at Blackout so hard. Yeah, that too. Um, but I'm not going to watch that because it sounds lame. Yeah, it's just me running around for my life. Yeah. Blue wall of death chases me. Yeah. Bummer. Anyway, we will uh, catch you in our next episode. Thank you for listening. Remember to um, rate us. Send us a, a comment. More comments and good ratings we have, the more... I don't know, does it even do anything? <laughs> do people see it more? Either way, it's nice. Yeah, just warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Throw us a like. Just tell us you listen to it, but yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of that business. All right, we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. Happy Christmas, guys.